are here today with our very first ever guest, Zen. Hello, Zen. Hello. Hello. And we. Happy to be here. Oh, I'm so glad to have you here. This is going to be so wonderful. Let me make sure I got all these volumes and things figured out. It's going to be so great. So, yeah, we have Zen on today, who we met through a mutual friend. Um. Maddie, shout out to Maddie, wherever you are out there. Shout out Maddie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so tell me, so I met Maddie through like the punk scene. Um, how did yeah. you meet her? Yeah, so we actually went to elementary school together. Oh, cute. So, yes. Yeah, so she moved um, states, and we um, we we met in elementary school, and we were both um, we were both kind of the weirdos. So the yeah. weirdos, you know, attract <laughs> exactly. Um, we, uh, we've been friends ever since. Yes, we've been friends ever since. Walked home. We lived, and then we found out we lived in the same apartment complex. So we walked home together. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> and yeah, she's been my best friend. I love yeah. that. I'm glad yeah. she's connected us. So. Tell, tell us about you uh, while you're here, or do you want me to tell them why you're here? How do how do <laughs> what do we want to do? <laughs> up to you. Up to you. Um, I know that we've kind of coined the term uh, phone booth. Phone booth uh, phone medium. Booth medium yes, which a, I love. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I know it's good. It's good. Um, yeah. So, um. We we talked about it before. I'm kind of witchy, a, a little bit, a little bit bitchy, a lot witchy, and yes. a little medium. So that's kind of yes, which we'll go into what that means. It's our own personal definition yeah. that we've we've coined apparently. Um, and you're also in New Zealand. What time in New Zealand is it for you? Because it's 4 p.m. for me. Yes, it is. Um, 10 a.m. but it's also thursday yeah so you're a day ahead wednesday we're yep yep it is yes yep so thursday morning <laughs> well i am so stoked to have you here i'm glad we were able to make it work with our schedules um and i know so yeah. for those who are listening uh zen and i we've already like had a long chat about all the stuff we're going to talk about and we have quite the amount of things to talk about that this is probably yeah. going to turn into multiple episodes just because of all the different mm -hmm. uh, categories we want to talk about. A lot about, like, your personal experience with being what what we're calling a phone booth medium, which we'll get into that later. Um, uh, just what are all this stuff? Auras, uh, like, your family history with being with being mediums <laughs> if i could talk because <laughs> it's not yeah, just you it's your family that, like, as well that has this gift that we're calling it yeah um and then we'll mm. eventually get into magic we'll talk about different theories just talking a lot about death which spoiler alert if you didn't know uh, that's what we talk about here. <laughs> and then maybe even just jumping a little bit into religion and a little bit into politics, especially with you being in New Zealand, coming from America to New Zealand and seeing that perspective when it comes to religion and politics. Um, I'm just curious yeah. about it, though it's not necessarily what this is about. I still think it'd be a fun conversation to have. So yeah, tell Absolutely. me, tell me about you. Tell me about your gift. Let's let's explain what it, what is a phone booth medium. Let's start there. Yes. <laughs> yes. So um, the way that I describe my relationship with like the afterlife or things um, that are beyond this sort of veil um, is a medium has uh, a true a true medium has a um, direct contact with those beings on the other side, kind of yes. like a smartphone. Um, <laughs> they've got that list of contacts and they can select you out and give you, give you a ring from the, from the beyond and kind yes. of have that direct connection. Um, I, however, see myself as kind of just sitting in a phone booth waiting for the phone to ring. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, <laughs> sometimes uh, the phone rings, sometimes it doesn't, but I'd have no way to directly connect with, you know, somebody you know on the other side for sure 100% of the time. 
you can't no just tap into it I instantly literally... like we normally see with mediums where they're like no. oh I'm, I'm getting a signal is it is it somebody named steve you know <laughs> exactly exactly most of the time it's um a very strong presence usually so any sort of like weak connection um is I'm not going to get, I'm not going to pick up. I, um, I have no ability to do that, but Mm -hmm. if it's a strong connection, um, that's the, the calls I get basically, um, from the, the beyond. So, um, if you were to come to me and be like, I want to talk to my grandma, my, you know, that's passed away. I have no way of getting a hold of her. She'd have to call me first, you know? Exactly. (laughs) I I have no way of getting a hold. And yeah. this kind of happened with us when when we when we first started chatting. We we first set up a call just to chat to see if we vibe, to see um mm-hmm. you know what your story is, what you wanted to talk about. And in this phone call, um my roommate comes bursting into the room and was like um you know something something's happened something's happened she was crying and I was like, "Oh my gosh, like let me call you later." And you were like, "Of course, yeah, mm-hmm. handle what you got to handle." I get off the call with you. I go handle what needs to be handled. And basically what happened was um, my roommate's dog passed away in that moment, right when we started our phone call. Um, And when I got back on the phone with you, um, you told me before I could even tell you that you went out and like, we're like, oh, you you know, you got off the phone, you got out of your room, you went over to your mom and your mom looked over at you and said, did someone's dog die? Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. it's like, that um, That solidified also me just being like, we gotta talk. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, you picked up on that. So that solidified it for me. And that also kind of, in a really weird way, proved that, like, what you're talking about isn't bullshit. And your right. mom seems yeah. to be more of that medium that can tap into it a little bit better yes. than than the way that you do it and that there is different types mm-hmm. of mediums and how this works and how the thinning of the veil works and what time of year and all that stuff which we'll get into later too um <laughs> but yeah that blew my mind when when we first started talking and I, I'm convinced. So for anybody out there who is skeptical, I had firsthand experience the first time we talked, and hopefully nothing happens when we talk this time, because that would be tragic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if so, oh, we're never going to be friends again. We're stopping talking. <laughs> but yeah. let's, let's talk about... Um, uh, how your mother discovered it, how how your family kind of discovered this gift, and, and then into how you discovered your gift. Yeah, yeah. So um, from what we can tell, it kind of originates from my great-grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a wonderful opportunity to, um, kind of after we had our first conversation, to call my grandmother and just talk to her about a little bit more in depth about what my great grandmother experienced and how um, she really she was still a product of her time. And so when it came to um, her ability to do this, she knew that she could do it, um, mm-hmm. but she never spoke about it um, because you are in a small Catholic town. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> that type of thing. Yeah, that type of thing is not going to be accepted. And she had a very strong possibility where if she had spoken about her experiences outside of very close family, um, they would have hauled her off. Yeah. They really would have. It's just kind of 100%. Well, and what would have taken her away? What year would this have been in? Ooh, okay. So this would have been in. The late 40s. And would it be in the U.S. as well? She passed away. It would be, yes. So, um, pardon me. So, yeah, so this would have been in the late 40s. um, And the view on death at this time 
um, is very much death is linked with disease. So Mm. having a lot of contact with your dead um, in a physical sense is pretty taboo and also in a very um in a very in a spiritual sense having contact with the dead um to say that you're speaking to them or talking to them is not going to go over well um that is seen as witchcraft and witchcraft was not seen as a uh, a good thing to put it very very lightly (laughs) no 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 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so, no, 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 no. Um, so yeah, so that would have been a, a very um, tumultuous time to be telling everybody that you can you can see things. Now she was probably the strongest medium out of all of us, mm-hmm. um, and she had very vivid visions. And one thing that I found out through my grandmother is that. Unfortunately, she never got any, what she told my grandmother was that she never got anything good. She always Mm. saw when tragedy or death was going to happen. And that was something that she disliked a lot about her gift. Um, Mm. My theory is because, you know, pushing it away, um, they're only going to give you emergency things. Yes, (laughs) yes. Especially Um, if they're trying to just talk to you. Mm Exactly, exactly. So you're only going to get things in an emergency. And the one event that my grandmother remembers and told me about was when we had um, her sister, my my great grandmother woke up um, in the middle of the night and started to touch her mouth and was grabbing at her neck and said, you, you have to call this family member, you have to call them. There's something wrong you have to call them. Mm -hmm. And when they tried calling the house, nobody answered, um, which was very unlike them. So they called the husband um, and said, you know, where are you? Um, Where, where is she? Where's, where's this family? Where is she okay? Yeah. And he said, Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm at work. And they were like, go home, go home. My, my great grandmother begged him to go home and he was so weirded out and didn't know why he went home and they found her she had an allergic reaction to peanuts that she didn't know was in something. Oh, shit. And her mouth had completely swollen up. Her throat was closing up. And once they got her to the hospital, they said that another 10 minutes and she would have been gone. There would have been no saving her. Oh, so, my God. So that's um, that's getting oh, yeah. a call yeah. even from somebody that's alive. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And she she said that, you know, it was very jarring to see somebody that you think is alive. You're like, that person is fully alive. Mm-hmm. And then to have them come to you and be like, I'm dying. Help me. Help. Yeah. I'm dying. Oh my God. Yes. So, and after, after all of this, my great grandmother would not even acknowledge that the event happened. It was very memorable for my grandmother who was at the house and heard all of this commotion going on with her sisters. And my great grandmother would not even acknowledge it, and wow. it, it was it was not a thing anymore. It was it got dealt with and it was fine, so it's not a thing. But my my great grandmother knew, and um, so my grandmother kind of took that with a grain of salt. And growing up, never really had any experiences, never really saw things that were going to happen, and so mm-hmm. she thought, oh, it, it ends here. Yeah. And then my mother was was born, and. Um, my mother's first experience was now we're talking in the 80s. We're talking mm-hmm. the 80s, um, early 90s is when she had most of her experiences, um, where it's a little bit more accepted. Yeah. Um, not a lot, but a little. <laughs> we're we, not, they're probably not going to haul you away. We um, do have a bit know. of a question. So, we have Danikin asking some yeah. questions here, two of them. Um, one of them yes. to follow up of what you were just saying. Um, I wonder why she wouldn't acknowledge it, which I, I know we're going to get into a little bit on that of why your family keeps it a secret. But the other thing that they said yeah. is, um, is it something like a muscle that you can develop or is it only waiting until you see if it comes to you? Yeah. Interesting question. I think a lot of time, uh, one of the biggest questions I get is, can I do what you do? 
yeah. by practice. Yeah. Um, and while I think that you can absolutely gain more awareness through um, uh, meditation, mindfulness, and really delving into your, your spirituality, um, you can absolutely train yourself to be more aware in a, in a, a personal sense, more yeah. aware of your energy and where you hold things. Um, there is this sort of, when it comes to the connection with the beyond, it's either there or it's not. Yeah. But it takes a lot of forms. So some people, for example, Maddie, (laughs) she can feel it. Yeah. She can feel it. She can verbalize it. She can talk about it. She can't see it. She can't see energy. She can't tell you what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, But she can absolutely tell you how it feels and from a person who does see it she's right yeah (laughs) she's right so while you can um definitely train parts of it there are some that are just given um and some that are not I like to explain it I know we talked about this last time where I like to explain it where it's kind of like the force in Star Wars it's like it's there it's around everything has it it's just if you choose to train yourself to pull it in and some people are born just kind of being able to do it and some people have to practice to gain the ability and i think the the force from star wars is the best way to explain it and it sounds so silly but it's true but anyway it's true (laughs) yes Exactly. Back to it. But yeah, back to uh, what were we talking about? It was um, about your mother and your grandmother and then your your experience with it as well. Go on. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, we're talking the 80s and my mom's first experience was she was at a sleepover with a friend mm-hmm. um, and she thought that her friend kept on like talking to her, was trying to like chat with her. And she was like, I'm trying to go to sleep. Why are you making all this noise? Why are this you? This is your mother? And so she would, she was like, stop it. This is my mom. And so she's, you know, I think she would have been 10. 10? Oh my God. over at her friend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like quite young. Um, And she looks over, shush. You're being too loud. I'm trying to go to sleep. And her friend doesn't really answer at first. And she's like, oh, whatever. And so she tries to, and it just feels like some, like somebody's whispering in her ear. So she finally sits up and she's like, Crystal, shut up. And her friend looks at her and is like, well, I'm sleeping. What are you talking about? Yeah, leave me alone. And (laughs) my mom, yeah, my mom's kind of stunned. Um, And then unfortunately she's, she said that she saw somebody like sitting next to Crystal and she, her friend, and she kind of looked over at this person who looked like a full person. And my mom was very afraid, um, Mm -hmm. didn't know what to do because Crystal's not acknowledging this other human in the room. And so very jarred. And the person is like, hi, I'm Crystal's grandfather. I died in a plane crash. Can you just let them know that like, I'm okay. I'm all right. I feel like, Oh my god! Over here, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Oh my god! My my mother was absolutely stunned, um, and looked at her her friend and was like, "Hey, what happened to your grandpa?" And she was like, "Oh, well, he died like a couple of years ago, but I I can't remember how. I wasn't really close." So the next morning, um, they went downstairs and asked um, Crystal's mom and said, "Hey, how did how?" die and she was like oh he died in a plane crash and after that confirmation my mom was like nope too weird too weird I want it nope no and she basically went went home and said out loud I am not receiving calls I do not want to hear anything (laughs) I do not want to talk to anybody Mm -hmm. that was weird Mm -hmm. and I don't want to do it again so for many years she didn't experience anything um i think sometimes there's this misconception that it's kind of like uh that that they'll come no matter what that that you have no control in your uh, ability to see them as far as like they'll just come they'll just keep coming if you say no thanks they'll they'll still talk to you see you they won't 
Um, most of the time, they won't. If you say, no thanks, a lot of people, because you have to understand these were people with consciousness. So if somebody's like, I don't want to talk to you, most people aren't going to keep talking to you. They at least respect that. (laughs) They don't want to, you know, so they're going to leave. They're, yes, yeah. Um, the, the dead have a really good, good relationship with boundaries. So they're not going to, um, (laughs) try to keep talking to you after that. Yeah, it's great. So, um, it didn't happen. Um, and it really, she only really started getting back into it when I vocalized my, my ability. And, um, my experience was ever since I was like a very small child, I've had, um, experiences that, um, my, my grandmother confirmed, um, that I would talk about like shadow people or people who, you know, that I just would talk to. Um, there was a time when I was super small. Now I remember some of this, but when I was super small where I would come into my grandmother's room and be like, they're just keeping me up. They're just talking all night and I can't get any sleep. They're just chatting and I don't know what to do about that. Mm-hmm. And of course you have my grandmother who's trying not to freak me out. <laughs> yeah. You know, being like, oh, it's okay. It's They're fine. all like, we know, um, but how do we tell her? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, one of the very first experiences, and um, this this story you haven't heard. So uh, I, I, I love this story because I think a lot of the times the ability to do this is like really romanticized, right? Mm-hmm. There are TV shows depicting characters who are, who it's very romanticized. What um, is it? The long, the long Island medium. Is that the, the chick with the, the big toilet. hair? The long yeah, Island yeah. medium. And the nails. And the nails. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my God. And the nails. By I the way, it. Maddie and, just popped into no, the no. chat too. Hi, <laughs> man. I love you. Um, <laughs> go on, though. Go on. <laughs> so my very, <laughs> my very first experience was not romantic at all. I was on the toilet, um, <laughs> and I was in my grandmother's house, and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden I hear this voice go, "Zenya," and I was like, "Yes," and I thought it was my grandma. I was like, "Yeah." why are you yelling at me? Like, yes. <laughs> and there was nothing. And I was like, that voice was clear as day, clear as day. So I get out of the bathroom and my lovely grandma, she is like half deaf. She cannot hear very well. So I'm yelling down the hallway and I'm like, grandma, 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 like what is, and she cannot hear me. So I go into the the kitchen and I was like, and I kind of looked at her and I was like, yes, can I help you? <laughs> And she sort of looked at me like I was crazy and was like, and I remember this because she had a cup of tea in her hands and she just sort of stared at me because I was looking at her like, what? And so she has this cup of tea in her hands and she just slowly starts to hand over the tea. Like she has no idea what's going on. Bless her soul. So confused. Just slowly starts to hand over the tea. And I was like, did you call? Did you call me? And she was like, no. I was like, oh, weird okay that's fine i guess um all right so i i just kind of wrote it off as you normally would because you think you're insane Mm -hmm. um you think you're like something's weird and um i after that i kind of started to notice that i could see people as colors so auras yeah. Um, and I wish that it was like a laser light yeah. show all the time, but it's not. It's basically just sort of like a, a mist or a shadow that kind of follows you around. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, mm-hmm. it was then when I started to notice that, oh, these colors, like people have similarities within their personalities. And whenever I see this color, this is a distinct personality trait that oh. I associate with that person um and people who have those colors so um meanwhile i'm keeping this to myself pretty much um and then maddie actually i i felt like comfortable enough to confide in her um Mm -hmm. these 
these things of like, I see people as colors. And of course, her first instinct was like, oh, what color am I? Oh, I yeah, of course. What color I am. Yeah. And we started to, yeah. of course, right? Everyone of course. Knew. So I started to talk about, about it and where it is and how it, you know, how it moves and that sort of thing. And it was wonderful. She totally believed me right off the bat, which is so great. Um, and that's how I started to kind of develop it. And I realized that in the time that I'm in, people are more accepting of Mm -hmm. that ability of, of this gift. And I didn't feel like I needed to keep it a secret as much as my, my great grandmother or my mother. Um, but there is still reasons why I don't typically go like There's shouting. There's definitely from the still a stigma um, out there about all my, this stuff. Yes, yes. And um, I, re- but I realized that I could talk to people like from the, the beyond, beyond the veil, really. Um, when my best friend passed away and... Um, he, he, while he was like a really dear friend, we were best friends. We spent every single day together. Um, he struggled a lot and he, my mom kind of made it a a point that he wasn't allowed inside the house unless he's really down on his luck. He had a lot of things going on in his life and she didn't trust him. Unfortunately, that's kind of how, how it works. But um, when he passed away, my so because of that, my mom never met him face to face, never spoke to him. Um, and once he passed away, I remember, you know, going to my mom and she's comforting me. And she says, oh, I, you know, he's so lovely. He just he has the cutest laugh. You know, he had the cutest laugh. And it was just such like a stoner laugh oh my gosh, I love his laugh. And of course, I'm like, oh yeah, that's great. And then I kind of realized, I'm like, wait a, whoa, wait a second. How do you know what his laugh sounds like? You've never met him, you've never seen him. <gasps> and we kind of just stared at each other for a moment. Is it like that, s- like that Spider-Man like, meme where you're both just like pointing at each other? Like, started to like talk about it more and um and our ability and to what extent and she told me about my great-grandmother and her pushing it away when she was a child and all of her experiences and I I realized that I could probably have more control over this type of gift than I had at the at that point mm-hmm. <clears throat> and my main goal for kind of really delving into it was honestly to just talk to my friend to be yeah. able to 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 chat with with him again, and um, so I really started to lean into it, and I realized that the best way for me to make connections um, was through palmistry, palm reading, um, or aura reading, mm-hmm. and I started to do it with just like close close friends because they're the they're the ones who uh, won't immediately write you off. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I I realized that as soon as you kind of yeah um and, and this is all this also serves as a warning but once you sort of open those doors it's um difficult to close to close those doors again so mm-hmm. as as soon as you uh see them and you can say oh I see you they're like you can see me and it's one of those like that me? is very hard to <laughs> it's very hard to yeah exactly no literally but it's very hard after that for you to be like no never mind never mind i can't see you anymore never mind yeah no no you just said you could see me wait a second so um getting getting into it i uh had more experiences um and i 
started to read people who I otherwise wouldn't read. Um, and that's kind of, that kind of leads me into the next point of where it sort of became a party trick. Yeah. Of, <laughs> of this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Where, you know, at parties, people would be like, haha, please read, read my, read my palm, tell me my future. And I never start with the present or future. I always start with the past mm-hmm. because you know your past. I don't know your past. Well, and that's the best and way, even I when you're doing like. be able to make a connection with you. Like when you're doing tarot readings or or anything like that, it's best to start with a past to kind of let the person know, like, "Hey, I'm legit. If this is inaccurate, then the rest of what I'm going to say probably is going to be inaccurate as well. So if I check this off the list first, you're more likely to at least believe what I'm about to say, or at least understand that this is legit." Yes. Yeah. And that's. That's exactly why I start with it. Um, I always want to make sure that we establish a good connection. You know that I'm not just like bullshitting you. Um, But I also think that people don't realize that when that most of the time when people read your palm, read, do tarot, do that side of thing, we're talking about like very spiritual things that are really near and dear to you. So it's not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, you are going to have a big house and a <laughs> cat and a dog and you're going to live happily ever after and everything is hunky-dory. It's going to be Most the harder time, shit. I'm going to be like, you have childhood trauma. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's really Do like, you want to unpack hey, this here while there's so beer pong next to us I right see- now? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I think a lot of people didn't realize that it was going to be like that. And if I was in a space with Maddie with me, I I would I love her to death because she would just people would be like, "Ha, ah, read my palm." And she would be like, "Hey, just to <laughs> let you know, uh, a brief warning before um if you think this is going to be like super funsies, it's probably not going to be that." So just no. letting you know um that that is that's the thing we're about so, to crack you yeah, open so like an egg right do, now chad are you ready for this <laughs> yeah yeah um it's a lot yeah it, it would be a lot more intense than i think people than i think people realized so mm-hmm. um yeah i started doing that and then i remember um my first skeptic Mm-hmm. Um, my, my very first person who had no belief at all. Um, and a lot of times the, the thing I get from skeptics is that I'm cold reading. Um, or I think what you've said is like Sherlock Holmesing. Yeah. Like basically looking <laughs> at a, at a person for details. Yeah. For details. And then, um, making very educated guesses based upon just that. like basic facts that and, they're doing about um, their day. Like in Sherlock, the reason I call it Sherlock Holmesing is because if you've watched the TV show, for those who've watched, there's like the parts where he's just like looking at the things and it's like if there is dog hair at the bottom of their knee or lower or, or just hair in general, they might have a cat or a small dog. But if it's above the knee, then they probably have a bigger dog. And you could just be like, oh, you have a big dog in your life. And it'd be like, no shit, there's hair on their legs. Like... You're not being a psychic. You're just stating facts by looking at a person. Like, you're Sherlock Holmesing it right yes. now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly that. I think that's like one of the big things. And so, and what a lot of people don't realize is that readings start off very broad. And as we go, we start whittling it down mm-hmm. um, into specifics now the time between broadness and specifics isn't a long time you know these readings aren't hours and hours but we do spend like two to three minutes quite broad because it's more for me than it is for you i'm listing things so i'm seeing them and where in their life where in your life it's happening and then I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there, I promise. You're looking at the big picture like, and then you're zooming in slowly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I had a skeptic. It was in high school. I was in the middle of class. 
and my partner was speaking at the time was speaking to somebody about um my ability and this guy kind of piped up from the back and he was like ah bullshit (laughs) and i tried not to get offended because in reality not a lot of people can do this Mm -hmm. and there are i'm not going to be blind to the fact that there are people who do take advantage of people's grief and who cannot do it and who just well with the amount of like homes people there are absolutely yeah like with the amount of just like People that do it on the internet now, the amount of Ren fairs that happen that have fortune tellers and and uh, tarot readers, and then, of course, people like the Long Island Medium, and then people like Chris yeah. fucking Angel, or, you know, just, like, all these people that is just like, all right, we we get it. Like, yeah. you're fake. Yes. Like, we, we see you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. So, I do not get offended when somebody's like bullshit because that's fine. Like I, um, I understand where that sentiment comes from. So he pipes up and he's like bullshit. And I said, okay, yeah, let me, can I read you then? Like, can I read your palm? And he started off very confident. He was like, yep, absolutely. Here you go. Here's my hand. Yeah. It's like, great. So we start getting into it and I start very broad. Um, and he, started saying that's just general that's general that's Mm -hmm. anybody that could apply to anybody and i started to get like a little fed up and so i looked at i looked at his palm and i looked at him and i said okay so there are three people in your life that you trust and only those three people because of and i'm not going to air his dirty laundry but because of such and such and this and And who are those three people who are those three people because i'm getting a mother but I don't know who the other two are. And he just sort of stared at me and I loved it because he stared at me, was silent for about two seconds and he just yanks his hand away. <laughs> he just like yanks his hand away and he kind of looks at his hand. Like I like I wrote, like there's notes on there or something, but he kind of <laughs> just looks at his hand a little bit. And he then kind of looks at me and he's like, okay, yeah. Well, it's my mom and my and my two best friends, and that's it. That's all I trust. And um, I, we kind of went quiet for a bit, and my partner at the time jokingly kind of said, "So, do you believe now? Do you believe, are you a believer?" And he kind of looked down. He was like, "He goes, I don't know, but that shit's crazy. <laughs> but, I don't know, but it's that's weird." <laughs> It's crazy, man. Validation enough for me. Hey, I mean, I'll take it, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Exactly. But I think that's a big thing is that I never want somebody to believe that I am like taking advantage of their grief or that I'm telling them things that they just want to hear. Um, um, it, it's another big reason why I don't monetize what I do, and it's really for close friends. And I, I don't have a business now. I don't. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong inherently with people who do monetize their gift. Mm-hmm. I choose not to because I. It gives me more of a reason of like, why would I? Why would I lie? I yeah. have nothing to gain from lying to you. Yeah, and if and you're not tapped into it that day. Special connection yeah 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 it it, exactly um it does that's another thing is it does it does take a toll it -hmm. does take a toll and you have to a big thing um I think you know that person said oh can I train it can I um can Mm -hmm. I gain this ability maybe maybe a little bit but it's also very important to learn how to disconnect yourself from it because it's yes. a lot it's yes. a lot if i um because the, the same thing that's connecting me with with you and readings and and that sort of stuff there has to be a disconnection and i think that's sort of what like baby mediums or mediums who are just starting all out forget is that when you leave you're still carrying if you don't have a, a type of ritual or, or anything to kind of cleanse yourself of that, mm-hmm. you hold on to it. You're holding on to 
an enormous amount of other people's baggage and that's not good for you. That's, yeah. It's just not good for you. It's not good for anyone to do, but especially someone who can feel what they were feeling, who can see exactly. what, they, what they were experiencing. Well, and I know at you one point you were telling yeah. me um, that it's like, it's it's a voice in your head, but it's not your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And it's just constantly right. there. C- yeah. Can you elaborate on that? <laughs> yes. Yes. So when I do get connections from um from people uh, who have passed on it is in my head and i know that it's very hard to describe but yeah it is my um my voice but mm-hmm. it's not my thoughts they haven't originated from from me mm-hmm. i know that some people um don't think in words they think in pictures so it would be kind of like I'm that somebody person <laughs> just sending you a yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so they think in pictures so it would kind of be like if somebody just like put a picture in front in front of your face and it was just mm-hmm. like look at this look at this it's like that where you're like yep it's in my head and I see the picture but I didn't recall that I wasn't the one who chose that that picture so with me it's words it's like I I know that it's in my head but they aren't my words sure it's my voice because I'm thinking in words but it's not it doesn't come from me and that is how I distinguish those thoughts when I do get those connections um and I wish I could hear because it's it's not like a different person's voice it's Mm -hmm. mine but Mm -hmm. they're they're not my words so um and a lot of the times it's very easy to tell that they're not my words because they'll use different vocabulary, they'll speak differently, mm-hmm. that that sort of thing. One of my very first connections I made was with um, a random stranger who I did not know in school. Her grandmother came to me and was like, hello, hi, um, hi, can you tell my granddaughter that I'm okay and that I love her honey bunny? And I remember walking down school and being like, why am I thinking that? Why am I thinking about about that? Yeah. That's weird. And then I remember going into the auditorium and just hearing, there she is. That's her. She's sitting right there. Go talk to her. Please go, 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 go. And I was like, oh, my God. I have to. I had never told a stranger about a connection ever in my life mm-hmm. and I walked up to her and she was on her phone and I just sort of like stood there like total like mom I threw up pose like just yeah. like standing there staring at her and she would just sort of look up and was like yes and I remember being so nervous I was just like hey because how do you even start so I looked at her and I was like hey so did your grandma die? Why would you say that? I now know how to make connections better, but my first <laughs> one, I was like, hey, did your grandma die? Did your grand?" And she just sort of, yeah. Oh and I was like, okay. Well, she says that she loves you, honey bunny, and that she's like doing all right. And this girl looked at me and just like tears started to well up in her eyes. And I was like, oh, no, oh, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what to do. Like I was brand new. And so I just sort of like, what do you do? I felt very much like just there, 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 there. I did not know what to do. And so I just sort of sat next to her and she was like, she passed away yesterday and just sort of kind of unloaded. She was like, she called me honey bunny, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I yesterday listened to her, and afterwards she was like, "Thank you, thank you." Yeah, yeah, yep. The day before, the day previously, and I oh my god, I would just let her talk about her, her grandmother, um, and then she said thank you, and we hugged as total strangers. We just hugged it out, and she she left, and I remember just hearing that voice being like, "Okay, thanks." And then it was gone. And I, it was such a wild experience for, and, and very validating, of course. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, from that, I knew like, ooh, I can 
figure out how to talk to people. Yeah. I need to do this more so I can figure out how to make that connection without just like T posing in front of them until they look at me all weird. And then me saying, (laughs) Hey, did your grandma die? Like that's probably not the best plan. So So who else have you connected with? That's, that's beyond the, 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 the living. Yeah. (laughs) The beyond. The beyond. Um, yeah, yeah. So not a lot, not a lot. Um, like I said, only the strong calls come in and I just answer when the phone rings. Um, I've made a few connections. I've made a connection with, um, the, that grandmother. Um, I've made a connection with, um, he was a skeptic also loved that his uncle came through, um, and basically said, Oh, I'm, I know he's really mad at me. He's super pissed. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just tell him that, like, I don't, like, it's fine. Being angry is, like, normal. And um, he has, like, a lot of guilt around being angry with me. And um, so I told him, I said, you know, I'm getting a a male presence. I'm pretty sure it's an uncle. Do you have an uncle that passed away? He said, yep. And I was like, cool. Um, Not cool. But, like, (laughs) Great, I've got that. Awesome, um, dude. Very cool of you. <laughs> totally incredible of you. Um, so yeah, but I was like, okay, they are coming through to me. Um, this uncle wants you to know that being angry is normal, and he is not upset with you for being angry, and you shouldn't feel guilty with being angry. Um, and this poor man like didn't cry but just kind of went very quiet and looked at me and I said you know I just he loves you and I think that he wants you to to stop holding that guilt with with you um because of his death and I started to get more of the picture as the uncle is like talking to me and um I said, he also told me, like, oh, I'm really proud of him for choosing to, for, for choosing to be uh, an EMT firefighter. I'm very happy for him, but I don't want him to feel like it's just because he, like, he feels like he needs to because of me. Yeah. So I said, is your uncle, like, a firefighter or an EMT? He said, yeah. And um, <clears throat> so to make a long story short, what we discovered through the reading is that that guilt was because um, his uncle passed away what, during um, this man's birthday and his uncle had promised to be at his birthday and went out to fight a fire and passed away um, in that fire. Um, and he was angry that his uncle didn't come to his birthday party. And mind you, he was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And when he grew up, he felt very guilty. Yeah. Very guilty for being angry with his yeah. uncle for so long. And I think it was it was really good for him to hear that his uncle isn't mad at him for being angry. Mm-hmm. And that he's very proud of him for then becoming an EMT and wanting to be a firefighter kind of an honor um, yeah. of his of his uncle and we had a good talk it was a good it was a good connection and um he yeah didn't believe anything at the at the beginning and afterwards was like you've made a believer out of me uh thank you for that and i think um those are those connections are very special yeah um to me because they get to they get to have closure in a sense um, so I've made contact with, with an uncle. Um, I get a lot of, uh, connections from sometimes if they've passed, if it's somebody who's, who's passed on and it's just like an energy, um, I don't know the name or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'll just be like, oh, there's a feminine energy who's recognizing which is exactly how, like, I would describe when I was talking about, like, death and things like that, where it's just an energy, it's just a vibe that you get. It's not necessarily a person. Exactly. Um, Maddie in the yeah. chat is saying, uh, Maria from a few months ago. 
Yeah. Okay. I w- this is a good one. This is a story. So Maddie contacted me mm-hmm. and said that she believes that there is what, what Maddie and I call passerbys, mm-hmm. which is just energies um, that are literally passing by so they just sort of stop by in your space they are very attracted to spaces that they believe they're going to be heard or seen and um a a lot of the times it's people who don't quite recognize that they're they're gone um they're gone yet so they're sort of wandering around they haven't fully accepted um, that they're people who are sensitive can see them exactly so Mm -hmm. passerby um comes in and and Maddie contacts me and says, I think it's a passerby. I don't really know if you can get in contact with them. Um, But if you can, if they do come to you, I'm just kind of wondering what's up and what I can do to like help help them Mm -hmm. move on. And um, I was like, cool. I'm not really expecting much of it, um, but I do kind of just be like, if you want to come to me, I can hear you. I can see you. We can help. Mm-hmm. And a person does come to me. And Maddie describes them as young, but they come to me um, as I know they're an older person. I can mm-hmm. see why they're young, but I know that they're old. People basically can present however you want to be presented after you pass on. Mm-hmm. So um, because you you're not your physical body is no longer there to kind of like contain you. So you can basically present however you would like um, in the beyond. So we um, we kind of start talking and it's a woman and she goes, no, 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 I just, I passed away like not too long ago. You could probably find me in the obituaries. And I was like, okay. And I could tell that she um, she was Latin of some sort mm-hmm. and v- very much reminded me, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican, and so um, very much um, reminded me of my abuelo, very like a old old soul, and I knew that this this person was Latin of some sort. So I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking around for woman who is... Uh, Latina and at that time but I didn't even tell Maddie Maddie was like I'm pretty sure that this person's Latina because that's the kind of energy I'm getting I was like she is so let me look and I was looking up the obituaries and um, Maddie then messaged me and said I'm pretty sure that this person's connected to some of my books I just went to an op shop and bought a, a bunch of of um, books. Mm-hmm. Thrift store. Did I say op shop? I'm sorry. That's what they call it here. <laughs> That's <Thrift> okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> and bought a bunch of books. And now I'm home with them. And I'm pretty sure that, she, you know, she's connected to this. Um, because it's a, it's a, a book of poetry. Um, it's a book of, of, of poetry. Um, and it's a, I'm Spanish, I, I believe, but definitely like, you know, it's a book of poetry in Spanish mm-hmm. or something like that. So I'm looking, um, at the obituaries and Maria pops up and she's like, yeah, that's me. And Maria passed away. Um, I think a week before we were talking, not that long before mm-hmm. we, we were talking and I'm reading her obituary and amongst everything, it says that she loved to read. She loved to read. She was, um, that was one of the things that she loved to do. And uh, Maria said, yeah, that's that's me and that's my book. So I immediately contacted Maddie and I'm like, we're right. I found her. So I sent her a picture of Maria, what she looked like. Mm-hmm. And Maddie's like, yeah, I think that's her. From <laughs> what I can see, I think that's her. Um, and Maddie did a wonderful thing of placing Maria's book on her altar, um, just sort of as an acknowledgement of Maria and acknowledging that that was her book. Those were her things and that they're, they're sacred now that Mm -hmm. she's, she's passed on. And with that, Maria left and she, she, she moved on. 
Um, and I just like, it was such a wonderful experience. Very rarely do I get to see that person and what they looked like mm -hmm. when they were alive. So it was very lovely um, getting to meet Maria and helping with that. And Maddie said that, yeah, as soon as um, she placed the the book on her altar, Maria left. Maria moved on. So Aww, it was very, sweet. it was a very good experience. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we do get passerbys like that or somebody specific connects. Um, but you do have to, I think another one with Maddie is, um, we sat there and she said, you know, I, I feel a feminine energy, but I don't really know. I think it's my grandma. And I was like, I don't see a grandma. And we sat there for a second and I said, I don't think you have an aunt, but like it's coming through as an aunt. And she just sort of looked at me wide-eyed and she said, yeah, I my, my father had a sister that passed away mm -hmm. um, very early, very, very early in life. Um, Maddie says here, she says, was, oh, I forgot that I had uh, an aunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, I have an aunt. Um, but yeah, so we, we had that experience where, um, auntie was looking after, looking after the, the family. So, um, but yeah, it's, it is very rare, but I do cherish those moments where I get to connect with her. She says, and, and energies. she says um, that's why it was so she, she, she says that's why it was so shocking is because she forgot she had an aunt <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we it was it was, it was she kind of sat there kind of stunned and just sort of stared at me and i was like but you don't have an aunt like i thought i was wrong i thought something was and i was like you don't have an aunt and she was like i forgot i had an aunt i do <laughs> and i was like uh, mind you, at this point, we've been friends for 10 years. You would think that I would know yeah. if she had an aunt or not. Like, yeah. So, yeah. But those uh, those experiences are great uh, to have. But I do have to disconnect from them after I'm done with readings. Just because you can't carry it. You, you kind of got to let it go. A lot of people show you, through their readings, the darkest points. So how do you disconnect? Uh, how do you kind of clock out with it then yeah yeah so there um there are a lot of ways um that you can do that smoke cleansing is uh, a great way um it's majority a mindfulness practice of just thanking um you know that person for revealing that information um and then kind of imagining that disconnection mm -hmm. so kind of it happens a lot with uh in in witchcraft um grounding rituals mm -hmm. where you sort of envision that energy sort of going into the ground of the earth and you can either pull energy up or dispense energy into it's exactly like that of just sort of imagining that connection kind of letting go so i think of it like like a person holding hands that connection is just we're just going to you know squeeze a little extra tight and then let go mm -hmm. um in order to be refreshed, I guess, for the next reading and make sure that you don't have to carry that. It's theirs. <laughs> it's theirs to, to deal with. I don't want to carry it for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that brings um, us into kind of the next thing that we wanted to talk about where we can start diving into, like, the magic aspect of this. And even right now, um, that's basically one episode so far yeah we, we we've wrapped cool. up one episode so then i'm gonna cut this up into little bitties so that'll be our first one um uh, and then we'll have this next one now let's start diving into the magic of it let's start diving into theories and things like that um but let's start with the veil hey y'all sorry to cut y'all short but this is the end of our first episode with zen if you want to check out part two keep an eye out on spotify it is coming soon thank you again so much for supporting me and what i am doing here and i will see y'all in the next episode we're gonna talk about magic we're gonna talk about death we're gonna talk about entities we're gonna talk about all sorts of stuff and i'm so excited for y'all to hear about it and i will see y'all there bye